Hello, and again, welcome to Bit Depth. I'm Santiago Ramones. Across from me is... Jesus Ramones. Thank you. It's actually been a while since I've had you on here. It has been a while. I like our talks. <laughs> we we have had talks since the last time I've, had, I've been on. They have just not been recorded by us. Yes. Unlike Joe Rogan, we have lives and experiences that happen without a mic in front of us. But how <laughs> convenient would it be if all our conversations would be recorded That by would us? probably be great. Yes. Yeah. Was, I, I feel, feel like, like you would be a lot more prolific. Sure, maybe. Like our conversations are usually the type of which that people want to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say the type of which that are appropriate for bit depth. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyways... Going with the trend of being extremely self-indulgent with my words, uh, <laughs> I have you here to talk about the truly final track on Bloom, which is Tension. So thank you for doing this with me and take it away. A pleasure. So let's start with more self-indulgence. <laughs> Why me? Why you? Because you're my favorite. <laughs> Well, I've I have lots of favorites, so don't don't yeah. take that as like a specific yeah. favorite. The people that I've asked to be on this thing mm -hmm. are some of my favorite people. I have mm -hmm. lots of favorite people. That number goes beyond thirteen, mm -hmm. and so it doesn't just mean that I have only thirteen favorite people, but those thirteen mm -hmm. are the ones that I asked to be on the album. One, okay, so now I'm getting to you yeah. specifically. Yeah, you like and appreciate music. In general mm. and you are capable of having conversations mm. about music and then you like and appreciate my music and you are okay. capable of having conversations about it so that's really like mm. there's other people like i could ask any other musical person but if they don't know me that well or if they haven't like consumed my music or know what i'm about then it would be a more difficult conversation to feed into my <laughs> Messiah complex, <laughs> Jesus was technically the 13th apostle, and this is the 13th song, right? No, Judas was technically the 13th apostle. N no, but what I'm saying is like it's Jesus and the 12, 12 apostles. Right. So but in like numero <laughs> in numerology, usually it's like Jesus and the 12 apostles. Yeah. And so there's like a 13th. Sure. I mean, I yeah, guess like, you like the be... 13th. Of the I, I know. The, well, in numerology, it's like the 13th kind of like seals the deal. Okay. I guess. I think also in like superstitious terms, mm. 13 is an unlucky number. So there's there's buildings that don't have 13 yes. floors and yes. stuff like that. So. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, but that's still coming from like the 12th. It's like, you know, 12 apostles, blah, blah, blah. Sure, sure. Anyway, but also like the 13th, like, you know, 12 months, the it's like the sun is kind of like the 13th thing, like as in like the the 12 constellations, the sun is the thing that kind of determines. Sure, the, sure. Yeah. Whatever allows you to accept your role as Jesus. It And, you know, like <laughs> with my name being that, like. The universe is always, always telling me yeah. how special I am. Yeah. And you're the firstborn. You're the oldest of three mm. brothers. And so, like, it's all it's all mm. there. You are the most important. Thanks. The whole world revolves around you. 
Well, now let's talk about my music. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm when I think about music, I think about like a conversation, as in like music can be like a self expression, trying to get maybe something out of you. Mm-hmm. What do you feel you are trying to communicate with this? With tension, it's whenever I first made it, I was trying to communicate, I guess, discomfort. Mm-hmm. I don't think <laughs> I don't think I succeeded necessarily in in communicating discomfort, but more so tension. Yeah, the thing that I was trying to say, it's like here's something kind of off. Mm-hmm. What it ended up kind of being is everything is nice, even though something is off. Mm. I think maybe that's the meaning that I've. And now that we're at the 13th episode of this podcast series, Mm. all of you have heard by now that I'm sort of giving meaning to these songs after the fact Mm. because it's been years and now I know them really well. And so I think that with this one being true last track of the album with space coming before it as Libby described it as a hug for your brain it's like nice but with this one it's sort of like this is nice but there's also something afoot there's something wrong there's a a speck in the whiteness there's something and so the the tension in a way is kind of the true nature of the world in a way like you could think that everything is like nice and peachy if you just like relax man but it's the wrongs that allow us to appreciate the right and it's the the yeah the darkness helps us appreciate the light i feel i i and i it's interesting that like this comes after space because i i told you that it it reminds me of floating through space Mm -hmm. but it also like even within that context we're like changing meaning all the time right sure sure but like even within that context it's still for me it feels with the context that you you're telling me that you kind of have imbued like it it feels it still feels good but it it feels like what was that game where you come into a house and it's just you and the house and you're exploring things it's old gone home that's yes it. gone home so like it, it like kind of like makes me feel that way too to where mm. like it's not like everything's fine mm-hmm. like but you're you have it's almost like a reason to look into every single room right and like that's kind of how i feel that like it's like everything is fine but you have a reason like it, it, it has momentum you sure. have somewhere to go and it's like it, it doesn't feel good or bad. It doesn't feel like you're running away from mm-hmm. something or running towards something because you like need it. Like, you know, yeah, like yeah. It, it just it feels like momentum. And I, and also like when I, I think about life, I feel like there's there's this momentum mm-hmm. like in life. Like the, there, there's always like, you know, like time is pushing you mm-hmm. forward like relentlessly and like you have to keep going yeah and it it's not good or bad yeah but like it is moving yeah (laughs) (laughs) that is a little bit more of the whenever i talk about it's going to be okay my second thing Mm -hmm. it's simultaneously like 
this moment right here is very important and you like need it to be okay mm-hmm. like or else mm-hmm. but also that we're a tiny blip in the vast expanse of the universe and so regardless of anything else like time is going to keep going mm-hmm. no matter what so that's going to be okay and in a way yeah what it feels like there's rain at the beginning of the track and there's rain at the end of it and rain is both a good and bad thing or like a it can be a positive thing brings life but then it's also a sad thing poetically but also Mm. like oh darn my clothes are wet um (laughs) it's like rain can be i'm just thinking about seattle like you know like rain can be bad if like the you know it's been raining for a week straight (laughs) yeah exactly like but rain is also relaxing Mm mm-hmm and yeah, exactly. And that kind of the yin and yang, the middle way is, I think, a better thing to lean on than just everything is fine and dandy. Mm-hmm. I talked about this a little bit in my conversation with Lee about contentment, where like happiness is overrated. It's better to be content and happiness can happen from contentment, but that balanced state is kind of where we long to be, especially with like meditation and stuff like that. So with tension, it's sort of like, here's the good, here's the bad, and let's find the middle way. I'm not a Buddhist, but you know. (laughs) Before we started recording this, we were talking and then there's something that like I started writing uh, right away and kind of stopped in your tracks. You said that Bloom the whole album was you it's kind of like you growing as a musician Mm -hmm. and one of the things that you said was it was before you had prejudices or biases Mm -hmm. what are the prejudices and biases that you developed now it's it's kind of like after bloom yeah well it's like whenever i started i was just trying to make sounds and i enjoyed those sounds and that's what you hear from beginning to end. And then over time, because I, I started this as I was going to music school and I was learning more music and those biases that are kind of injected into you from your teachers being like, don't do that, do this. Mm-hmm. Or our own biases of like, even when we listen to music, we're like, oh, well, I like punk rock and I don't like country music. Mm-hmm whatever that might be, like, what are the things about country music that you don't like and that makes it bad music to you? Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like the more tools that I got, the more I knew how to do things, which then led me to think about the things that I do like and don't like about music or what makes good or bad music. And I know now the things that I can do or the aspects and attributes that good or bad music has. And so then there's like a fear whenever you learn that there's a landmine mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way like the ignorance is bliss sort of thing in that when I was making all these tracks, I was just like, this is cool. I don't care if like a professional producer would open my Ableton session and be like, oh, you put a reverb on every single track instead of making it ascend. Oh, how you're wasting processing power. That's stupid. 
And like, I didn't know. And I don't care because it sounds good to me anyways. And that's kind of the silly thing, too, that comes out of music school as well, especially once I was going to ACM, is that as I was learning more in ACM, all of the students were kind of asking these questions, too, like, what's the right way to do this? How should I do this? It's should is a a value statement. Yeah, it's a it's almost a moral statement. Mm -hmm. And so, like, by not doing things this way, you are bad. Mm. And it's funny because all of the teachers at ACM are really good musicians and really good people. And they would always kind of qualify those questions being like, well, you can do whatever you want. Mm. This, is, this isn't like, we're not telling you what to do. But if I were doing it, it makes sense to me to do it this way. Mm. And what the students would do, like myself included, would this go, is the right this way. is the way. <laughs> and so, yeah, those those biases kind of pile up over time. It's like, this is a key signature, and there are wrong notes in a key signature. This is a guitar, and this is how you don't play a guitar. This is your voice, and this is bad sounds with your voice. And so it's like, the more that you learn, the more that these value statements are being added to everything. Mm. And so I did get more educated as I was making bloom and I kind of started spotting more of those landmines. But at the same time, I, I reached a point to where I felt good about what I was doing Mm. rather than feeling just like I was wandering around. Mm. And so with space and with tension, I was able to kind of know exactly what I wanted rather than, so in a weird way, it's, and it's not like I'm done exploring. We're never done exploring. But it's like I knew pretty well how to get to where I was going. Mm-hmm. There's still other paths and other routes to get there. But, like, I know how to get there. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of more of what it is. But before learning those things, it's just like, how how are we going to get there? And I think that's the the adventure of bloom it seems to me because one of the things that you said is landmines it's kind of like your learning kind of showed you where there's landmines and in music what it from me like i'm not Mm. really a musician i'm not a musician from my point of view in music you can intentionally step on landmines Mm -hmm. if you do it right right are there like right now like let's say after bloom Mm -hmm. Are there landmines that you for sure don't want to like step on and landmines that like I like playing with that landmine? I the funny thing is that like I now have my master's in music composition, mm-hmm. which is simultaneously like, whoa, the, how impressive. And also like music is arbitrary mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> after my master's and kind of during it. What I did learn is that like there are landmines. It's OK. Mm-hmm. And, and so like. In a weird way, now I'm looking for the landmines and playing with them mm. and like pulling them out of the ground and like tossing them and yep. stuff like that. It's like, mm. how much danger and what can I do with this? And instead of like, I'm trying to traverse through this terrain to use this extended metaphor mm. of the landmine, it's like, well, now I'm doing like a, a grenade jump. <laughs> yep. 
instead of like, oh, no, if I step on this landmine, it'll kill me. It's like I know exactly how to pick it up and then jump over it and then blow it up and then like propel myself to get to where I'm going. Yeah. And so it's like, yes, there are landmines. But then what you learn over time, like as as a beginner, you think, oh, no, danger. Don't do that. And then as you learn more, it's like you can actually use that danger. And so you're actually learning to work with the danger mm. and actively kind of seeking it out, kind of like with spicy food as well, which mm. is why I like every once in a while I'm like, I'm tired of pretty things mm. and I'll just listen to harsh noise. And I'm like, mm. yeah, mm. distortion. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, this is where more of that grit and more of what people generally perceive to be bad. it's like, well, there's something in there mm. to be appreciated. So I think now I'm seeing more of like using those biases, using those tools to allow me to keep going forward. It's not that I don't have those fears anyways. I, I still do. I'm like, I have fears of being cliche. I have fears of being heavy handed. I have fears of whatever that might be, but it is a, a process of learning to work within it rather than completely avoiding it. Because mm -hmm. if if you live that way, you'll just be paralyzed. Yeah. So like, it seems like, like some landmines are kind of easier to play with than others. Yeah. Like distortion, mm -hmm. like that can, that can be a, like an easy mm -hmm. landmine to play with. And it seems like the way that you get out of it is with music theory, with like good like a, a good system or a good, you know, but like being cliche that that one's like a, a, a yeah, landmine exactly. that's like a little like harder to play with. Yeah. And it, again, since it's all subjective, mm -hmm. it can all be interpreted differently. But because it's so vague, mm -hmm. it's harder to find. Yeah. And so in a way, the fear is still like not finding the landmine. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you can extrapolate that out to like other things. It's like, oh, we as a society don't like talking about sex and we don't like talking about it's like we we don't know yet what this means to us. And so we're scared of it. Mm -hmm. And so it's with cliche. It is a little bit harder because it's like you'll know when you step on the landmine mm -hmm. and that'll suck because you didn't know you were stepping into it. And so it's harder to find or what like cliche what, means or harder to find what like i don't know cheesy means and yeah and there are times when you can play with cheese mm -hmm. and like oh no i know that this is what this wants to be i'm letting it be a cheesy song i'm mm -hmm. letting it be cliche and that's that's how you play mm -hmm. with the landmine rather than i don't know it feels cheesy i just gotta throw it away it's like mm -hmm. well I mean, you kind of wasted your time, but it's like there's still something to learn in this. Mm. And yeah, I mean, I, I think it's also like your state of mind. Look, it's with cheesy. It, it can be your state of mind. Like right now I am feeling cheesy right mm -hmm. now. I, I do feel like you said, like I, I do feel like spicy food. I do feel like distortion. Mm -hmm. And then some other times is like, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that's why we're like, I can't listen to harsh noise all the time in the same way that like if you listen to happy by pharrell like mm. 12 hours a day you'll go insane mm. but like 
the same thing. Sometimes I do crave Happy by Pharrell. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. The last time that I heard it, I was like, I haven't heard this in a while. And I didn't want to hear it. (laughs) Mm. But, you know, and that kind of ties back to this idea of, of the middle way of like leaning into the spicy or leaning into the calm and using them both. Mm. And that's kind of what this track does. Mm. So <laughs> let's break some of the sounds down. Okay. The first thing that you hear in tension is this rain. There's actually two layers of rain, which kind of just sounds like white noise, but it has a little bit of like sweepiness to it. Like maybe it sounds like cars are driving in it. I listen to rain when I go to sleep. Yeah. And I mean, it's nice and soothing. Mm -hmm. But then there's more of this like poppy sounding rain, Mm -hmm. which sounds a little bit more like one of your gutters is bent Mm -hmm. and it's like kind of pouring off of the side. And so that was kind of the, the start of tension. I liked this idea of having the calm of the rain. But again, it's how rain feels to different people. And then so after that comes in this track, which sounds kind of like hollow and a bit. Well, yeah, it's 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 hollow, but it's like broad. And it to me, it sounded mysterious. Mm hmm. And so it's like, if it's like raining at night, it's dark and you don't know what's out there. That's kind of the feeling that this evoked to me. I also kind of wanted something underneath it, which is why I had this bass. And the whole the whole song, like there's no bass line. Mm-hmm. I'm normally really proud of my bass lines, but this one, like it's just this drone. In the same way, the, the bass drone works like how the rain does with... Like, it's just in the background, but it's it's this foundational thing to kind of feel presence. And so after this sound is in there for a bit, and then this sound is in there for a bit, then you start hearing this. Which I guess is kind of like a music box kind of sound that is nostalgic even in the same way that like, we have nostalgic memories about rain. I actually remember when we were in Venezuela and like it it would rain all the time and at our balcony in our house, Mm -hmm. like we would like slide back and forth Mm -hmm. in the rain. And then I got hurt one time and I blamed it on Daniel. Uh, (laughs) As we do. Yeah. (laughs) But then, yeah, so this kind of, music boxy kind of sound was one of the kind of moving factors of it. There's Mm -hmm. the mystery from one side, but then there's the memory from this side. Mm -hmm. And then this is sort of the, the main, like the melody sound, if you will, Mm -hmm. this is kind of what intentionally tells you what's going on. Mm -hmm. And it's the thing that like you follow and it's kind of what gives you these tense notes that note is Mm. out of place Mm. from the rest of them 
it's a little gritty, but it's like moving a little bit. It's like mm. breathing. And it you can't quite tell when it starts and ends. But it's also not bad. Mm. And I think that's something else about it is that it like doesn't it, by itself it's not necessarily a good or bad thing, but it's just in the context depending on the notes that are being played, it does change the meaning of it. Because that, that lower note that just happened, yeah. it, it was like, whoa, that was a little bit different sounding. Yeah. And so that's that's really the, the sounds of the thing. And really, I was just playing with the notes and like which notes are in place and which notes are out of place and how when it still kind of goes back to that foundational note the the bass is always playing that drone you always kind of know what the home is but we're kind of nudging ourselves around it and that is kind of what creates that mystery that tension Mm -hmm. hair horns Uh, (laughs) yeah and I think that again, like we were talking about, is that instead of ending up somewhere happy, we're ending up kind of mysterious, kind of tension. We don't know where we're going to go. And I think that's why I feel like this is the true ending to Bloom. Because rather than like, yeah, everything's fine and dandy in the world, it's like, there's something else out there. Let's see what it is. You said that all the tracks, like 1 through 12, are chronological yes in the order where would this one go because you said that this one is not the newest yeah so this one actually i wrote initially after ambient 10 which is now Mm -hmm. known as stream Mm -hmm. which came before glimmer and before space but i originally had released it as a shorter thing Mm -hmm. And so to make it feel like the bonus track is significant, I like took a previous release and I updated it. I Mm. added more notes to it. I added a little bit more tension. The chords are a little bit more complex because I had a little bit more of the musical knowledge at Mm. that point too. And so it was interesting to kind of go back and renew it with the context of it going at the very end. One of the things that you said when describing the the sounds was memory. Mm-hmm. And this actually kind of beginning at like 11. Yeah. And then just being kind of renewed to be, <laughs> you know, 13 does kind of also like, you know, post hoc like adds it with this meaning yeah. of memory. Yeah. And it's not the first time that the thought of memory comes up in the album. If you pay for the album, like you should, should. (laughs) a value (laughs) statement. Uh, (laughs) Value. Yes. (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, give me value by paying for it, but also value yourself in supporting local artists. Anyways, the concept of memory, it came up whenever I was talking to Libby about Glimmer with how... As you're digging your way out of the darkness that is in Glimmer and you find 
the light. You're able to remember the light, but you're also still able to remember the darkness that was below you. And it like propels you up whenever that like big swell happens. And then also in contentment, all of the, the memories, which there's a lot of delay in this album. There's a lot of echoes going on and on and on and a lot of repetition. And so like in a way, delay is just a thing remembering itself. Mm-hmm. And the farther out you go and the more layers you add are like more memories that you're creating with it. And so memory is kind of a thing that comes up in in the feelings of a lot of these tracks. It is taking something old, renewing it. That's part of the memory. And it's also part of remembering our experiences through life and remembering the bad and remembering the good is what makes your life varied. And it's also what kind of allows you to decide like where you are. If you're born into like a super rich family and all of your life is super comfortable and then like one time you don't get what you want, that is real suffering in the context of the rest of the world. It doesn't seem like real suffering, but like one's own experience is where that context is. And so, yeah, that one thing that they didn't get what they wanted is like actually painful. And so... The context of good and bad things in one's life and the memories of this was good, this was bad, I feel good about my life, I feel bad about my life, whatever it might be. Yeah, the balance of what tension becomes. (laughs) Well, we did it. Okay. You sure? Is there anything else? I mean, I I feel like we could talk forever. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. but it feels good. Mm -hmm. Thank you for doing this with me for taking the time and uh my pleasure do you have stuff to plug please buy bloom on <laughs> thank you it's i worked on it i worked pretty hard on it i mm. would appreciate it and now here's tension in its entirety
You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music. Bloom is available now, streaming everywhere. Put it on in the background or show it to your friends so you can all enjoy it together. You can also buy it on Bandcamp and get bonus content so you can sit alone in the dark with your headphones on and listen to the album in its entirety while reading and looking at the bonus content. I also make music with PowerCycle, an experimental electronic trio. Our first completely improvised album, Too Many Damn Cables, is streaming everywhere. More to come from PowerCycle in the future. To support this podcast, leave reviews, comments, tell your friends about it, and buy my music, because by supporting me, you're supporting the podcast. I always end the podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails, it's going to be okay, I might be wrong.